Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and other stuff. <laughs> I can't believe you got that right. Yeah, I, I've been on it today. Live streaming, green screen shizzle. I've been taking the corporate coin today, which does sound like an innuendo, but it's not. I, um, I, I should explain to people that they may have noticed, probably don't know or care... we always open this podcast with with me first and I say my name you say your name and then I do the little blah 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 about we're two friends who talk about cars you do Um, and part of the reason for that is because I do the editing and uh, I'm not trusted with anything (laughs) well it's not that it's just you're not trusted with doing that opening because there's a very specific gap before the music gets a little bit louder and then starts to fade out. And and whenever you do it, you always do it too long and it crashes into the bit where the music gets louder. <laughs> and I said that this week you should do it, um, assuming you would still crash into the music and we'd just make a feature of it. And look at you, you actually didn't. So well, do you want me to no, If now. you want me to... It's because I am. <laughs> I am the, the, I'm the, anti, I'm the script writer's antichrist because I just can't <laughs> stick to a script. I'm terrible at it. I have to always add in extra words, descriptives, oh. dilly-dally. Um, I'm Johnny Smith. Welcome to Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two people talk about vehicles and then we just go off... We talk about vehicle-related issues, guilty pleasures, bad music, <laughs> awful European hair, um, hotel rooms, um, gout. Uh, we talk about... This is what it's normally like. Tire shakes, scuttle wobble. Stop, stop, stop. You're, you just all over... Oh, the, oh, the um, music's faded out again. Emergency diets. <laughs> <laughs> Specialist fuels. Oh, yeah. anyway, I, I know what I was going to... Um, Bring up this week. Um, what were you going to bring? It just occurred to me the other day. Yeah. You know that game that people play. Um, Frogger. So it's a sort of yeah. Frogger. I just thought no, I'd think of a, a game. There's that. It's, it's it's sort of a drinking game. I don't think it's a drinking game. It's a party game called I Have Never. Oh yeah, I used to play you know that I mean? quite a lot and, and when I, I used I to forget. go out drinking. Yeah. So the rules are, you sort of somebody whoever's turn is to play they say i have never and it'll be like you know i have never accidentally drunk shampoo and everybody right. who could not say that i.e they have accidentally drunk shampoo mm. has to stand up or drink or whatever it is yes um, and i mean i'm using that as an example because i have accidentally, <laughs> accidentally have you well not drunk is that the early days of the body shop when everything <laughs> smelt so nice that you just had yes. to give it a quick taste it is isn't it, it? Was in a shared house and there was a there was a kind of girls bathroom because basically the women in the house went look we don't want you coming and doing your disgusting boy shits in our bathroom men are dogs so, so we sort of agreed boy. there was a there was a girls bathroom and a boys bathroom boy boy shits well you know what i mean i, 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 I they were a, they were a really successful euro, euro um 
they were really successful. What's the name of the... Oh, sorry. Euro... What's that awful contest? European... Eurovision Song Contest. Eurovision. That's, I kept wanting to say European. Eurovision. Yeah, they were massive. The boy shits. Boy, shit, boy shits. They were German. No, they were <laughs> Shits with a Z. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> boy shits. <laughs> <laughs> Super sexy Liebe is heißer. Um, He's Liebe dich. Um, Maybe you do, pal, but don't come near me. All right, with your foreign muck. Anyway, I used to sneak into the girls' bathroom sometimes. Usually I got in drunk to have a wee because it was nearer when you got in the yeah. front door. Sit down where you And there was a little shelf by the loo that had smellies on it. And uh, there was this sort of vanilla. It wasn't shampoo, actually. I think it was bath foam vanilla bathroom and every time I stood there having a wee I would take the vanilla bathroom and just have a little sniff of it because it smelled amazing it smelled like the you... best custard you'd ever ever smelt amazing vanilla smell and then one day I think I was so drunk that I thought well if it smells this good it must taste this good so I tasted it and it didn't it tasted of soap <laughs> funny that you like my brother when we were kids I remember him sneaking into the understairs cupboard, which was uh, which is Mum's kind of pantry, I suppose. And he found the um, bag or box or tub of cocoa powder, <laughs> and he thought, "Well, I've seen Mum making some amazing chocolate cakes with that, so it must be really chocolatey." But my brother went in with a tablespoon, and he put a whole tablespoon in his mouth of cocoa. His face mm-hmm. was a picture. Honestly, it just puckered right up, and it was instantly very dry (laughs) never did it again (laughs) never did it again surprisingly (laughs) yeah you sort of when you do that um because i have done that i i uh i've done it with hot chocolate powder more than once actually because i quite like it uh yeah not recently not certainly in the last month but i uh if you do, if you do get it wrong and you inhale a little bit as you put it in your mouth, you do get that faint moment where you think, "Oh my god, I'm asphyxiating!" I can't. Oh, me. and then do do you puff out a bit of soot? Yes, <laughs> it's a bit like starting up a very old car next to a white walled garage, and you get a big plume, don't you? That yeah, just smacks onto the wall. Which is, yeah, you can always tell people who back back their cars into uh, up against the wall, and you, a get, you get a smutsy a smutsy wall after a while. And and probably because there's close proximity to the wall to exhaust ratio, you get a bit of a sound of like a a tromboni sound when you first start it up the next day. <laughs> unless it's a unless it's a Morris Minor, in which case it just makes a tromboni sound all the time. I just I couldn't I couldn't own a Morris Minor on the basis of the exhaust is just such an awful sound. Do you not like the sound of a Morris Minor? Harumph. No, I don't like it. I really don't like it. It irritates me. No, it's like a stupid Jim Henson puppet making a stupid sound. You like Beatles, where it constantly sounds like someone's following you around with a tambourine. I mean, what's... I I love the Beatles sound. It's friendly. It Uh, does. It sounds like the, I don't know, that little man from the Monkees. What was his name? Davy Jones. It's like like having Davy Jones just perched on the back bumper, being really smiley and... Successful um, British person in America in the sixties, <laughs> failing to pipe enough heat into the cabin. Yes, fundamentally, as, exactly. as Davy Jones would probably. Davy Jones could never struggle. pipe the heat, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real shame. Anyway, yeah. um, I have never game. 
Oh yeah. Uh, I suddenly thought of it the other day because I thought you could play it with cars, and you could just play it with makes of car because I have never owned any kind of BMW, and I sort oh. of thought for someone who's into cars, I sort of it feels like an oversight. Like I had to really what, think. Like you cars. should have, because yeah, well, they make a lot of really nice great cars. Cars that are very nice to drive over the years. They've they've turned out, you know. But I've not, there's not even like a ratty three one eight i in my back catalogue. I've never had an M car, and I've never had any kind of like a seven series or something as a as a cheapo no, barge. I, I just haven't. haven't. I've never owned a BMW. Have you not either? <clears throat> I've owned one BMW, and I owned it for less than 48 hours. Not because I didn't like it, because I, I, I bought it to just make a quick quick buck on. And it was a 318 E30 Estate, so Tora. Mm. Oh, okay. In, in red. And red's not a great BMW colour, I'm afraid. It just isn't. Mm, um, no. So, but that is honestly that's the only BMW. There, there's a BMW. There's a couple of BMWs I do really like, and I, uh, I feel like maybe one day, Richard, when we're wildly successful with this podcast, and you know the money is just cascading in like a water feature <laughs> in a chintzy hotel, I think I, I think I might dive deep on a um, E46 M3 if you want to go full jingle, mm. or on a lesser jingle uh, scale. Very much like the idea of um, is it the is it the two thousand and two touring yeah which was the much less popular one was it less the popular? sort of hatchback I so yeah yeah you'd, I guess you don't you don't really see them <clears> around <throat> do you and it's funny because you, you don't two thousand and twos have their own sort of following that's the closest mm. I think that's the closest I've come to buying an old BMW I I, I think I've mentioned this before. I can never remember things I've mentioned on the podcast versus things no, I've I just can't. told you in real life. But well, I, well, we've done a lot of videos together. We've yeah, done like 110 been, videos together, talking utter, utter horseshit most of the time. Anyway, I'll recap this quickly, but I almost bought a 2002. I mean, as in I was looking around. It was when I was working... Uh, when was I working? It doesn't really matter, except that I was working briefly with Quentin... It wasn't Top Gear. I was doing something else with Quentin, and I remember mentioning it to him just casually, going, oh, "I was sort of thinking of getting an old BMW 2002." And he went, "Oh, sweet, sweet car, Richard. You won't lose on it. They're going up." And he was right; they were. So I should have bought one. But the weird thing was, this is almost like a message from the gods. I was seriously looking around, trying to find you know more information about them, do my homework, and then mm-hmm. go and buy one. And one day, I was on the M1 going home back to London. And it was a pissing wet evening. And on the hard shoulder with its hazards weakly flashing was a 2002. And I suddenly thought, and I was in my modern, reliable, waterproof car. And I suddenly thought, shit, no. Because I was Could doing quite me? a lot of miles at that point. And I thought, oh dear, yeah, don't. Would don't. you have daily driven it? Yeah. Couldn't really afford okay. to justify two cars. So two I was going to sell my modern car to buy the the usable usable everyday classic but there never are are they there's always something wrong so yeah some are it depends what you regard as a classic i mean i'm i i'd love to what if you had a two bmw two car garage what would you do two bmws yeah, two BMWs. Ooh. Maybe you could go for an older one and maybe a slightly newer one or you could just go too old or you could go too new the world is your oyster richard oh man that's hard then, isn't it? Because you're the right. The world is I mean, your 
propeller shaped logo <laughs> I, it, you see I, I would have to give serious thought to uh, an E46 M3 as well in a nice oh, spec brilliant. that's not been abused which I grant you you know might as well go to the hen dentist and ask if they've pulled any teeth recently <laughs> but you know yeah. they might be out there I'm sure they're out there somewhere. they are they are and I wouldn't want a CSL because the gearbox is horrible is it oh it's I've awful I've never driven one Oh, it's awful. Didn't know it, that. A, it ages it terribly. Same oh. as the M5, um, the V10 M5. Oh yeah, they're cap, aren't they? The gearboxes on those. Yeah. Yeah, but I have driven a manual M5, uh, the American spec one. Have you? Yeah, and it was stunning. How'd you do yeah. that? Um, they had one in Norway at <laughs> a show called Gatbill, oh, and yeah. they used it as their track taxi oh. at one of these big events they do, mm. and it was like a drift taxi. And we were filming for Fifth Gear, and they gave it to me pretty much for the whole day with unlimited tyres. And I, wow. I managed. I entered a drift contest with it, and I don't think I came last. Um, but I did all right. So I've got some seat time, as they say, um, <laughs> with with a V10 <laughs> manual uh, M5, and it was it was really good. In Given... fact, if I owned one, I would convert it to manual instantly. Yeah. Do people do that? I think some people do, but I think there's bigger issues with the V10 M5. Like, yes. forget forget the gearbox, mate. Look at the rest of the car. Yeah, they they, they don't have a great rep, <clears> do they? <throat> I I realised when you said you're in Norway that Track Taxi could have been the car they used to get around the track, but Track Taxi also could sounds like a bloke who lent you the car in the first place. Hello, I am Track Taxi. Oh yes, is it? Um, it's got a little accent above the A. So yeah. Track Taxi. Tra- tra- track Taxi. <laughs> or something. It's not a great accent. But it's, it's late in the day for me. Uh, so um, I have, but I would very much like a, a very nearly bought before a BMW i Setter bubble car, the car that saved BMW's ass, which mm. people do forget about, mm-hmm. and because I think they're just charming, and I would very much like. An E thirty four five forty I. Oh, okay. Because it's a dirty engine mm. in a tasteful double tailgate car. Mm. I think it's my favourite looking five. I think I would. I like those five series, but yeah, it's BMW. I think I'd just have to stick with a straight six, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, in the they back make of my a head, lovely noise of, of that era, don't they? That's sort of they metallic. Do. Bassy noise, it's good. It um, is a really metallic noise. You're right. Try this on for size. I've, <laughs> I think I've got my E46 M3 in my double yes. BMW garage. Jingle, yeah. You know what's next to it? A Z1. Oh, you filth master! I've, really? I, mm, I've never driven one. Uh, no, actually, I've never driven but one. I've always liked them. There was one up for sale not that long ago. That uh, was the uh, former car of Bernard Sumner, lead singer of New Order, and he had an M. He had a Z1. He had a Z1 for for years. I, I, I used to see him around in it occasionally because he he lived in the town where I grew up for a bit, or still does. I can't remember. And um, <laughs> yeah, or nearby. Uh, yeah, he had a green one, and it was up for sale. And you know, it was all legit, and it had his name in the. On the V5 and all sorts, and I was like, "Oh, no!" But as is, a is New it, Order fan, 
and a BMW Z1 fan, that seems like there's a there's a there's a little sliver of the middle of a Venn diagram there. <laughs> Do you, people who like New Order, people who like BMW Z1s, and in the middle is Bernard Sumner's fucking BMW Z1. I mean, that's a one of one, and uh, I I couldn't uh, justify buying. One day, it. one day it might end up it might end up swinging into your hands. You just don't. Mm. You just don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I care about the uh, the Z1. I'm afraid. But, really? Um, oh. Yeah, I just find it too awkward to look at. It's well, not it's, actually it's very fast. Fugly, isn't it? And I know they're not meant to be that fast, although people no. do sort of do. You could, you could get ones with them. Um, you could have a uh, Hartger tuned one, couldn't you? Yes, Hartger. Hello, I am Hartger tuned. Uh, yeah, this she's is my friend, sw- Trek Taxi. They're a lovely couple, you know? Yeah, really lovely yeah, couple. Good guys. Good yeah, guys. Sweet, yeah. sweet guys. Sweet, sweet guys. Sweet, sweet uh, guys. Sweet, sweet guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I feel like I'm missing something else. But there's this, this thing... There's loads of nice BMWs. There's loads of like... We just haven't... I just, there's no rhyme or reason why I've just owned a lot more Mercedes than BMWs. And mm. I know it always feels a bit like Crips and Bloods when you talk about Mercs and BMs. <laughs> or you, historically, you do. And it's not like that at all. You know? It's so not, is it? You can have both if you want. No one's going to knife you or do a no. funny clicky dance in front of you. Um, well. <laughs> well, they might, but... <laughs> it's just... Well, actually, do you know what? The... I have a fond spot for the, uh, how many generations ago would it have been? Just the previous generation, so five years ago, the um, C63 AMG Mm. um, in in both saloon and estate form because Mm -hmm. I remember that was, I liked it anyway, but that was the car that I had to drive when I was auditioning for Top Gear. Was it? Yeah, which I've never actually talked about. Yeah, had so, to, yeah, had to drive it and well, talk yeah. about it, go around the Top Gear track, and oh. drift it, and not crash, and talk to the camera. This was did one. they did they provide it? They did, I believe. Mercedes UK provided three or four of them, and I also oh. believe Richard that one of them might have like, might have got heavily damaged during the auditioning <laughs> process, and I'm going to leave that there. Why? Well, I know, but I'm not saying a damn thing. Go on, give us a clue. No, I can't. I can't. You know. Listen, we know <laughs> I don't people. Know. I Come on, you, don't you, know. you know that you know the exact producer from Top Gear. I do, but he's, so he's a very professional man, and he might. Not, yeah, he probably would tell me now. Well, I'm also. He's yeah. He's massively professional, um, but, and, and I'm going to try and be. Is, but yes, is this? This would have been when Chris Evans announced he was this, doing the show, and then put a shout yeah. out for, for auditionees was it, was it that round of auditions yes it was when he said yeah I'd like I'm looking for presenters you've got to send a video in and it cannot be more than 30 seconds if it's a second more than 30 seconds I won't consider it that's what he said mm. and I thought well I've got nothing to lose and bollocks I'll do it so I, I think I, I've still got them on an old phone I recorded about 10 versions mm. Sat in front of my then in my little Enfield race car, and um, emailed it and got into the process. Got a call back, and they and ended up going for a um, an audition, which got cancelled, and then it got reinstated. 
And I ended up doing, I never ended up doing a chemistry, I was booked to do a chemistry test with Chris Evans after my first audition. Um, the first for, audition was... For people who, who are not familiar with this term, used quite a lot in the television and film industry, it doesn't mean that you've got to go into a laboratory with some potassium permanganate and, uh, <laughs> or a magnesium ribbon and a Bunsen burner, do a few <laughs> experiments. Well Although you could do that, I suppose. Yeah, a chemistry test as in, you know, to see how well you get on with your on-screen potential co-stars. Yeah. So you were but supposed to do one being... of those with Chris Evans, but you didn't. No, we, it didn't end up happening. I um, I did the audition with where I had to go around the Top Gear track in the AMG and talk to camera. Then I had to go into the studio and introduce fictitious items whilst walking around from mm-hmm. place to place that I really I felt the weight of that because it was weird being in the Top Gear studio because I'd never been in it before Did sure you you've not? been in it hundreds of times no I've never been in it in my life so mm-hmm. I was in there and it was completely empty apart from a couple of camera people and um <clears throat> Did that, met some of the rest of the crew, and then and then after the, sorry, um, no chemistry test with thingy, then I got, then nothing, Top Gear started, and then they wanted me to audition a second time to be the host of Extra Gear. Oh, yes. When Rory was doing the main show more of the time, and, the, and Extra Gear was kind of up for grabs. Oh, yeah, it was weird. So I had to go back and do another audition, but this time it was with Chris Harris and Rory in oh. the studio and had to introduce an item and then have a, chi- a chin wag with the two guys. I mean, I have to say, I was nervous as can be, so I really felt I felt for people that have never done it before, never done any form of TV, but mm. I absolutely soiled myself. <laughs> Drove down on me Honda Insight. Um, but yeah, ultimately... <clears throat> they decided to use somebody else, and and then actually, extra gear doesn't even exist anymore. So, were yeah, you a guest my... on extra gear though? At some point, I was a guest. Yes, I was a guest on extra gear. Yeah, I was. And what's weird is the producer um, of Top Gear. I remember when I got the call about auditioning, uh, chemistry testing with Chris Evans. I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's going to be an absolute. Oh, I don't even don't even have my own safety specs or a, or a lab coat. What am I going to do? I'm, I was go- yeah, I was really, I was really shatting myself. So I, I actually, because and I think it was going to be an early start, like I don't know, quarter to eight down at the Top Gear test track. And mm. I live, I don't know, a hundred and fifty miles away from the Top Gear test track. So I remember buying a can of a popular energy drink, which I don't normally do, and putting it in the fridge. Thought I'll have that just before I go on set, and I'll be tingling and jumping and, <laughs> and gurning. <laughs> And uh, because it never came to fruition, I still have the can of Red Bull in the back of the fridge, and I wrote on it in permanent marker. I wrote on it in permanent marker, Top Gear, um, Top Gear Audition Energy Drink, and I took a photo of it and I sent it to the producer and I said, "One day I'm going to drink this because you're going to want me." Yeah, I might have been drunk when I sent that. I'll have to ask. I'll check my. Sent items. <laughs> Who are you going to ask about being drunk? Oh no, I kind of Red Bull. I'll just check the dates and see oh, when I, right. and if just, I might have had a little bit of little bit of quiet time with some Shiraz. I don't know. Um, um, so that's yeah, the, that audition process. Uh, quite a few people went through that, didn't they? That we sort of people we know. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and it was. It was a very weird. It was a very weird time, and I've never actually talked about it. 
No. But fundamentally, because I failed. I think that's the main reason why I haven't talked about well, it. Well, yeah, I'm going to say, look at it a slightly different way, that you dodged a bullet. I feel I might have. Um, someone who lives with me and is very close to me said the same thing. And they actually, and I think their own words were, thank fuck that you didn't get the job. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Because you live you... and learn. I have to <clears> say, though, I was, uh, one day I'm going to try and get hold of some of the audition um, footage because I'm actually quite pleased with how I drove. I was so busy trying to concentrate on the words, talking about the C63 and the Top mm. Gear track, mm. but I actually managed to get some half-decent power slides out of that C63. So Did you? Yeah, so one day I think I'm going to probably buy one of those because I do like that era anyway. I think it's a cool car. You can buy one, <clears throat> drive it home, and then sit in it and drink that can of Red Bull, and it's like, uh, just close that chapter. Yeah, might, maybe it's closure. Safe in the knowledge that... Really, no one came out of that series of Top Gear very well. <laughs> and most sure. people didn't come out of it with a job still on Top Gear. So, you know, it was it was definitely a sort of a, a, a teething time. a teething troubles series and then and then it sort of it sort of sorted itself Bedded out. Bedded in yeah. eventually. Once they'd got yeah, you're rid absolutely of right. I mean, as it was once described to me, there was a major problem with that series and then thankfully he left. So I think, you know, <laughs> You could have been caught in the fallout of that. Yes. And best not to be. <clears throat> Excuse I me. I think you're right. And that can, apparently, um, the can of energy drink that's still in my fridge, I'm pretty sure it, it'll probably sit there for several years and it'll taste exactly the same. Oh, yeah. They have a half-life, those things, don't they? Yeah. So I think I'll be just fine. And maybe that day when I do have that closure, you can come along. <laughs> okay. Would you like that? Yeah. yeah? Yeah, okay. I will. Um, now I'm trying to think of I have never questions now. Yeah, I have never is quite good, isn't it? Because I started thinking this just purely on sort of makes of car, and I was suddenly like, I don't think I've ever owned a VW. Are you, what are you, some sort of prick? <laughs> Come on this show, and you don't buy a BMW, and you don't right, buy a VW, well, you know, but you've, you've never, bought you've bought Rovers, and you've bought yeah, but you've never you've but you've never owned a Hispano Suiza, but I'm not going to make a big thing of it. No, I haven't actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's amazing that, isn't it? But I have yeah. owned, I've owned some pretty random cars. Yeah, have you ever owned a Skoda? Oh wait, hang on. Well, oh Richard, Richard. Uh, no, I just think because I have, I haven't. I was, I, um, <clears throat> no, although my mate Pete at university was the only guy in our shared house who had a motor that he yeah. brought to uni, and he had a Skoda Favorite. Oh really? Do you remember the fa- yeah, I've seen mm. a favourite phrase and I don't I was when I was going through some f- old photographs during lockdown, I found the pictures of my uni life. <laughs> and um there's a picture of me. Um I one day said to him, Let's jazz it up a bit, Pete and he's like quite receptive, he went, Yeah, yeah, okay and it was sort of faded red. And I went to the uh, might have been a Halfords or a, a a shop like that, and I got some like Shelby style racing stripe tape. <laughs> and I gave it a pair of slightly off-centre racing stripes, and he really loved it. He he probably sold the car with them on or scrapped the car. I don't know actually know what came became of the car, but it was good. It was the only motor we had at, at uni. Mm. But yeah. uh, no, I've have I owned a Skoda. Well, what about a Larder? Have you ever owned a Larder? No, although I got very close. I think I've said this on a previous video or cast after testing the Neva. 
Oh um, yes, a few years back on Fifth Gear, yeah, um, when the, when you could still buy the brand new older style one. Mm. Um, I very very nearly ordered one. Very nearly ordered. My wife thinks they're ace. She really likes them. The the, the ultimate deal breaker was it was going to be our family car, and you can only buy them in left hand drive. Mm. And I got so close to making it happen that I actually nearly bought a donor right hand drive one from the 80s or the early 90s that oh was rusty God. but complete and then costing up the price of, tra- of actually right hand drive converting a brand new car using old right hand drive bits Bloody and then I just hell. then I punched myself in the balls and said what are you thinking what are you stop it and I didn't and that was that but I do I do regret not ordering one they were like £9,500, including that. Mm. And the and I went through the options um, list, and it, it was a sensationally Soviet options list. I love it. <laughs> it was just brilliant. Well, one of the options was just hope. Yeah. It was no, like... it's not available. S- snowplow, like a massive snowplow, not just a small, subtle one, like a huge one. Uh, and there was... Um, a rifle case which fitted oh my behind, God. yeah, but like, an, but it of course it was AK forty-seven, and it fitted behind. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Was it on the rear, like there was a rear bulkhead kind of area? I'm trying to remember. It was brilliant. And I was going to order all of it because each one of them was about eight, 80 euros. I was like, bollocks, I'll have a snowplow <laughs> for 80 euros. <laughs> it's a factory fit. Because <laughs> of a massive <laughs> snowfall that you get where you live. Oh, yeah, we get in excess of two inches every other year. <laughs> um, now, I've, I've alluded a couple of times on the podcast recently to the fact I'm, I'm just putting the finishing touches in inverted commas to um, a second volume of my Boring Car Trivia book. And uh, one of the things that I, I got down a bit of a rabbit hole was I suddenly became inexplicably determined to find Britain's last new car that you could buy that still had a starting handle. And I'm pretty sure, as a result of my investigations, that the answer is Lada Neva. What, like, yeah, because, I mean, what, the Neva came out in 79? Yeah, and it still had, and if you look, I mean, on UK cars, it tends to be the hole through the bumper that then corresponds to the hole in the front panel. That's, that's uh, right. It tends to be obscured by the number the, plate, but the it's crank. there. Yeah, and um, it's my belief, having looked into this a bit, too much that they only deleted 
the option to start it with a starting handle when the Neva got multi-point fuel injection in a in the mid nineties. Mid nineties, yeah, yeah. So if you'd have bought one of those recent left-hand drive ones, that wouldn't have had uh, been able to be hand cranked into life. But but until no. but factory fit LPG though. Oh yeah, yeah. That was on the options list. Oh, and oh. again, it cost it cost about eighteen pounds extra to have it LPG'd. I'll tell you another, sorry, it just reminded me of another good larder fact I only found out quite recently when I was working on this book, is that um, theft was rife from cars as they were shipped from the Toliati, isn't it? Toliati? Sounds wrong now, I'm saying it. Anyway, the the larder factory in Russia, (laughs) the Vaz factory, call it what you will. And um, they used to have to put desirable items such as the optional radio and wheel trims and other bits and pieces that people might want to filch for their own larders they had to put them in the boot and then seal the boot with a little lead strap what yeah to stop you know because if there, if there was a train wheel trims cars, well yeah wheel trim or anything that could be taken off that was i seen suppose as, soviet era you know, yeah like this a, is full soviet era this is this yeah, is the 70s yeah. but then they introduced halogen headlights on some Vaz slash larders, and of course, if there's a lorry, a train load of ones with halogen lights in a shunting yard somewhere in the distant part of Russia, well, those halogen bulbs are like you know, hot property 30 quid. So they had to start sealing the headlights with little tamper strips to, to try and dissuade yeah, people from stealing halogen bulbs out of the headlights yeah they should have just should have just been knocked down kits that we assemble in dover well they did used to do a lot of work the other story i heard um which i haven't put in my book but it's quite a good you've one. heard a lot of stories rich yeah no, God, i just that's why i don't go to you should write a book <laughs> well, that's a good idea. What can I call it? Um, yeah, the um, apparently the UK importer because they did. They used to come into um, uh, was it Bridlington or somewhere up in on sort of uh, Yorkshire coast. They used to bring yes. them in there, and there was a centre. They would sort of half rebuild them to try and make them better made and also fit. Do you remember a lot of larders in the 80s used to have like side stripes and, and generic wheel trims in oh, body yeah, colour stuff and, and it was all awful things. Awful sunroofs. Awful yeah, awful sunroofs, very curved corners, mm, aftermarket. Well there's, there's ones that tilted uh, but the slide wasn't a slide, you could take the whole thing out. you just take it out and throw it in, the, in a nearby bin. Yeah, yeah. Well, it always felt like you could drop it and break it and, <laughs> and um, that was all the UK imported trying to you know, create a model range out of nothing so it's like oh this is the GLX and it's like they're all the same when they come off the ship you just have to gussy them up to different degrees <laughs> in Bridlington but one of the things they used to apparently they they would know if the factory in Russia had refurbished the panel presses because they'd suddenly get a batch of cars and the doors would fit much better really? well because they were making so many that the presses would wear out quite quickly. Yeah, of course. And of all course. the panels would go a bit frilly. Well, you know, they just go yeah. a bit inexact. Yeah. And and then they would they would have the dies refurbed or new dies put in the presses, and suddenly you'd get much crisper door pressings, and then the doors would actually fit properly. I would. <laughs> but they would so never bother to a, tell anyone. I would much rather have an '80s Skoda than an '80s Lada. Yeah. They, I've, have you ever driven one? Yes. They're horrid, yeah. aren't they? 
Really and I, could, I couldn't go near an FSO. No, God. I just couldn't. I draw the oh, line God. at that. This is, oh, you, you see, you've uncorked a torrent of shite because this is another. <laughs> in fact, I won't even spoil it, but I've got a good, some good FSO facts in my next book as well, if you're into that sort of thing. I'm um, going to buy your next book. Well, you can I've have decided. Free. Um, All right, I won't buy it. Uh, but yeah, do you know uh, the other weekend when we were at Goodwood and, and someone was showing us pictures of a, a larder they'd bought? And it was yes. sort of, I was looking at it going, oh, that's quite cool. And then I suddenly remembered as I was walking away that they're absolutely disgusting to drive. <laughs> they're just not <laughs> amusing or pleasant at all. There's no delight to them whatsoever. They are the sort of car which you just instantly put a drivetrain transplant in. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. Fiat and Twin Cam's a good one, isn't it, apparently? T- t- totally, totally. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, where, oh, yeah, where were we? So I have never, no, I thought the I have never, you could go on because there's all this sort of you could do, but actually it's also, I started thinking about things like I have never, like, dropped a tool into the engine bay of a car and it's never come out again. And actually I have done that, so I'd have to stand up and drink. I think everyone's done that, though, haven't they? Yeah, I've done that. If we wonder where it's gone. Especially with an under tray, it's a world of pain. Yeah. If you don't take all the under trays off. We need a selection of suction and capture tools, which I've been accruing over the years. I um, so I think I saw them at a drum and bass night in Birmingham in about ninety eight. Suction and that? capture, suction and capture. <laughs> yeah, they were they were massive. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> were they really good. Yeah, stretch yeah. and burn. Good mates with stretch <laughs> and burn. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, now look, listen, look, guys. Yes, guys, guys. Um, since you were in a bit of a reflective mood about your Top Gear audition. Um, which I'll be honest, I completely forgotten that you'd auditioned for Top Gear. <laughs> oh well, um, thank you. But it was interesting to hear. I have you know, I actually got quite close to being a presenter on Top Gear. No, I know you did because our mutual friends, who is the producer of that show, um, did did tell me that you know he was he'd got you on his shortlist, and um, and that he really liked you. So well, it's a nice. I have no idea how short his list was, but I'm just no, going to imagine I, it was exceptionally <laughs> short. Just, it was just, like just a bolster. It was just your name, and then, and then a question mark underneath, <laughs> <laughs> and then a shopping no, list which said, said yeah, milk, got, bread, <laughs> noodles, potatoes. Hire Johnny Smith? Question mark. Uh, but um, no, I, 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 I think I, I don't know what's worse to hear that you got quite close or that you didn't get quite close. I don't know which one I'd want to know. I don't Either know. Way. I've um, I've grown stronger since, and I just put it down to the tapestry of life. The rich, rich, lovely, creamy tapestry, tapestry of, of life. Yogurt. I just enjoyed being part of it. It was interesting. I've yeah, some well, friends, you know. Like I contacts. said, um, I think you dodged a bullet. I Thank really you. do. Yeah, I think you're better off away from that, what turned out to be a little bit of a car accident of a series for various reasons, because um, it could have had a negative effect on your career going forward. Going forward, also known as in the future. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 funny how. Um, there is actually an easy and existing way of saying going forward that people <laughs> seem to have forgotten. Um, anyway, what I was going to say is cause since you're sort of in a slightly nostalgic mood talking about auditioning for Top Gear, I have opened up my little document of notes that I just keep in my phone of oh, things that either we should now. talk about or things that, things that you mentioned that I always think, I'm going to write that down and I'm going to ask Johnny about it next time we're recording um, rather than 
because you do sometimes just casually refer to stories which I think you think you've already told me and you haven't. (laughs) Now, there are two on this list that are, I think, particularly unedifying from the sounds of them. And I'm going to invite you to share just (laughs) one of them. I think both might be too much for one show. So you can choose from... And I'll just read them out as I've noted them down, oh, right? Now, shit, one of these right. you've mentioned on Twitter, so some people might be eagerly awaiting it. The other one, I don't believe you have, and it sounds even more repellent. They are written down as <laughs> Johnny's Motorway Services Glory Hole Story and <laughs> and Spoon Out Poo. <laughs> so which one would you go for? Do you want to I'm, tell us I'm, about... I'm absolutely certain I've told you both of these stories. <laughs> I, think I, but, uh, <laughs> I think I'd remember them if you had. It feels like well, so, I've blotted them uh, out. Uh, I might have okay. blotted them out. Right, let's go with the first one. Um, okay. Uh, Keel Services. So in the it would have been about 1999, my first job, journalism job, um, on, a, on a Volkswagen magazine, um, I remember I was coming back from a shoot really late, and I think it was in Man. No, further up than Manchester. Anyway, I was coming down the M6, got to Keel Services, and I and I really desperately needed the toilet, um, and I had camera equipment in the car because I'd been um, taking photos of a of a feature car because I used to take pictures and and write. And I was a bit paranoid about the car getting broken into, but there was a bit too much gear to take into the toilet. So I thought, I'm going to just do a super fast run in, have a waz, run out. Mm. Don't need a poo, so it's cool. <laughs> um, got out the car. Car was a Mark II Golf driver. I remember that was our sort of pull car. And ran into the gents' toilet. And this was about, let's say this was about 10 o'clock at night, half okay. nine at night. Mm. Ran into the gents' toilet, and if you know at motorway services, there's a lot of urinals yeah. normally. Mm. And as usual, there was a lot of urinals, but they were all full, as in there was somebody stood at each one. It was particularly busy, which uh, um, I thought that's a bit strange, but I was busting. So I just ran into the nearest cubicle, shut the door, and had one of those never ending wheeze that just oh. won't stop because I've been holding off for so long. Yeah, yeah. Never uh, ending your urine. La, 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 yeah. So I as I was yeah, as I was doing that and just the euphoria was kicking in. Mm. I noticed um the in the the wall of the um the partition of the of the cubicle there was a a hole in it but it had been stuffed with I don't know. Um, toilet roll hmm. didn't think anything of it because I was enjoying the euphoria just thought I don't know general <laughs> but, and there might have been some things drawn or written all over the walls usual usual story and um, but as I was midway the I remember the toilet the toilet paper disappeared and suddenly um, a, an em- empty toilet roll came through right. a cardboard empty toilet roll and it, and it was there, and I was just. Oh, Do you know what? Know. If we were if we were one of those true crime podcasts right mm. now, yeah. we'd stop. There'd be some sort of lilting, slightly tense music. And so then, I'm with a still clear clock ticking, and then we imagine. Come, that, <laughs> but I mean, we let's just say this is like a one minute week, and that's a long wee, right? I mean, I have done a couple of one minuters in my time, but you know, there's so all this happens inside of a minute. I I ignore it because I just I've got better things to do. Then the toilet roll disappears. 
then a finger comes through and wiggles and I just again I just thought this is just weird I don't care my wee's nearly over and then before I can finish my wee unfortunately the finger is replaced by something else and and that's it I cannot finish this wee quickly enough I've got to wrap this up quickly swiftly without trying to get too much kind of like you know splashback um, you know when you can't you know when the you know when you're on boost and you can't seem to come off boost very quickly yeah. and you really, yeah. really need to that's I was in a, an urgent situation where that was required um um how uh, how what, what how close like where to me? on the partition was the hole relative to sort of where well, you're was, standing and the loo like was it um, by you rather than it was closer to me that yes so it's really quite close to me right um and 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 i was i was pretty shocked obviously i wasn't expecting to see a a, you know a winkle coming through the partition and i wrapped this up quickly how old i mean i was only young as well i was 20 years old and in horror i just i just ran so fast out of the um the toilets didn't wash my hands. I'm afraid. Sorry, I was a mucky, mucky pup. Um, but you know, the, 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 there was another freaky part to this. Is I remember running out of the cubicle and looking back. Just to be clear, you didn't say anything. E.g., I said, no, I said nothing. I said nothing. And my brother, being my brother, when I told him the story, he just casually went, "You should have just taken your shoe off and battered it." <laughs> and I went, "Well." Okay. And, I, and my brother and my brother would have just done that. And I'm like, but I just didn't even think to do that. I was just, it was, I was tired. I'd been driving and, you know. I mean, so anyway, I mean, as I, as I a ran out. point. It's a very high risk strategy, poking your chap through the, into passively. an unseen hole. Because well, someone completely. could whack it with a shoe. They could spray it with some deep heat. They could do all sorts to it. You could flail it a... with a sharp watch strap. You could do many things. Could happen to it. A belt. Well, you, you could, could just... take your belt off and give it a good oh, hiding. Bloody hell! Well, that's why you shouldn't stick your dingling through mysterious <laughs> holes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got many more twee euphemisms for? Knob. Yes, I've got, I've got a whole book in my downstairs toilet that I got given for Christmas about 20 years ago, and it's still good to this anyway, day. Anyway, so, so you're running away from an I'm running away and I look bell end. Yeah, I look back, and the, the mysterious part of this, apart from the trauma, is that all of the people that were in there um, taking up the rhinos had all gone. There was nobody else in what? there. And in the one minute that I was in there, I never heard anybody leave didn't hear any it was just and that's the bit that's since since I go back and re retread by my my steps in my mind that's the bit that freaks me out more than seeing the winkle through the door that's the, really strange yeah maybe so there were ghosts maybe everything was a ghost maybe, maybe got, it was all the ghosts approached by a ghost cock the thing do, I've do, do, my take home do, 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 from do. that situation, and this is why I tell my wife, this is why to this day I still do it, <laughs> is if I just need a wee and I'm solo in the car, yeah, I don't I don't stop at motorway services. I, I do the hazard warning lights, side of the road, right in, nice and tight, both doors open, on the hard shoulder. Yeah, I always do it. So if do anyone, you? yeah, if, if anyone can vouch for that, if they ever see me on the hard shoulder looking like I'm weighing, I'm definitely weighing on the hard shoulder. Isn't that illegal? 
I don't know. And do you know what? <laughs> if it is, I just say, listen, mate, I've been glory holed and I really didn't want to be. <laughs> and so if, if I am willing to t- I'm willing I'm willing to take the I'm willing to take a telling off an official oh, an official right. warning on the basis of that I just don't want to see another dick th- through a badly <laughs> drilled hole in a wall, if that's all right. And anyway, drilled. I wonder how it was drilled in the first place. I mean, you think I that the noise know. would alert people to something going on, but or, or it I'd was chiselled over were, time, maybe scratched with a, out with a very blunt knife stolen from KFC or something. I don't know. I don't know if you get. <laughs> I'd love it if KFC. you were having a wee on the verge by a motorway and uh, and you looked around at what you thought was a knot hole in a tree, and then a squirrel just poked its dick through it. Oh, rich! <laughs> so that's 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 why, and for years I never went to Keel Services, and I don't want to put anyone off Keel Services because I no, think it's, it's really it's up a bit to of a, game lately. I'll be honest, it's a shit services, isn't it? Is I've it? been for a while. Yeah, it's a bit shitty, and it's been rather dwarfed by um, some of the other ones, Stafford, for example. <laughs> um, I tell you what, my, my top tip for having a waz on the motorway is uh, fully legal, uh, but uh, rather than going to the main services, just loop round and go to the petrol station. There's always a loo in there, and it's usually quite quiet. Uh, but the problem with that is uh, it's often used by people that simply don't watch where they're pointing their urine. Um, I would say so that you, would extend to all services. Yeah, but so you know, it's something just, about travel only a, on. Arterial just, roads that causes people to get really, really quite scattergun with the. It's it's hits. horrific. It's horrific. Well, we um, have th- ended up on an absolutely delightful topic. As I'm as not as telling as you as the I other suspect. story. The other story is for no, another we'll day. It. I feel we'll keep it because yes. it could be it could be too much. Um, but we should probably wrap this one up. Um, should we? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I, think but, I was just, I was just coming on say, cam. <laughs> I uh, but I did want to say that um, we've had lots of nice emails and things from people um, so I'm sort of a mind to give out the email address again I know I didn't last week but screw it so it's smithandsniff all in words at gmail.com um, do get in touch or also you can leave remarks on the comments under the uh, YouTube, on YouTube versions yeah. of this podcast which is just audio there's nothing else but people seem to still listen on YouTube and there's a comment section there or you can get in touch with us on Twitter Johnny is at carpervert I'm at sniffpetrol on Twitter uh, because I was going to say if you've got um, a car I have nevers um, oh yeah that would be good actually that that might be quite interesting slash amusing also if you've got any stories about <laughs> encounters <laughs> that you'd rather not have had at Keel Services I mean it's all grist to the mill maybe you could form a support group uh, I remember having a really, really um, dangerous poo once on a motorway, a very remote motorway services in Germany, um, <laughs> and I was in a Rolls Royce, brand new Rolls Royce Phantom at the time, and I remember going in it, and the cubicle looked like it, like the one from Train Spotting, but with loads of swastikas and oh my God. and 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 genitals drawn on the wall in quite a lot of detail, and it was one of those ones where I, I was desperate to go, and it was a number two, and it was like I just didn't want to do this, but I also felt like someone was going to come in and attack me because they knew I had a Rolls Phantom. This is all a very stressful situation and mm. not one I want to repeat. No. Yeah. But no no unsolicited peni. Didn't see any anyone else's phallus, which is great. And <laughs> there was some toilet roll, which was also great. Yeah, that's um, always a always a plus. And the Phantom hadn't had anything drawn on it or we hadn't had the wheels <laughs> stolen or anything like that. So yeah, all in all, not as bad as it could have been. 
Well, again, I mean, do feel free. Actually, don't email in if you've got stories of stressful road defecation. That's probably not something <laughs> we're going to read out. I mean, we, were, we were happy when we just had the whimsical tales. I feel of, like um, I think we might tumble down the charts if we stoop too low. I, I do. Yeah, we already got. Was there's a sort of? I, I felt like there was a slight sort of flagging um, within certainly the YouTube version of this because um, idiotically I put the word nipple in the title a few weeks ago when we were talking about Plato's um, peephole shirt <laughs> I th- I don't, they don't like slightly saucy oh words did they and, say please don't do that again you get a bit it, of a it said that you because um, th- we started putting ads on the front of the back of the thing and, and it started it said your you, um, ads have been restricted because um some content may not be suitable for all advertisers. And I was oh, thinking, gosh. what would that be? Because we swear every week. Shit balls, fuck, wank, etc. You might have explained why, unfortunately, um, we don't make any money from this because, podcast. Because one of our shows was called Jason Plato's Nipple T-shirt. Visible or something. Nipple. Visible Nipple, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. <sighs> we'll get the hang of this one day. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say. Actually, usually we, at this point I go, oh, please like and subscribe. And obviously those two things are still valid requests. Uh, but also uh, we always forget to say if you're interested in sponsoring this show and you don't mind swearing and stories about <laughs> Charlie seeing at a stranger's <laughs> bell <laughs> in Keel Services, you know, if you feel that's on brand for your product, and I'm sure it probably is for some, um, or indeed, if you are Keel Services and you want to get more oh, gosh. Uh, visibility... You, I'd love to get just, sponsored by our services. That would be, be brilliant. Amazing. No, but that really nice one in Cumbria. That would be my benchmark. Yeah, that would be excellent. I remember the name of it, but the really, really nice one with Kate. We could get sponsored by some driving-related food. Road Something. food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say something there, but I was going to actually betray our confidence. I was, say, I, I, I was asked if I would um, write some stuff for a for a pitch for a product no, nothing to do with this show just you know just some copy did you forget work. that we're actually recording a podcast I did yeah I was just going to tell you something <laughs> from real life that I can't say in public because it uh, but yeah but it was for a product that is a, for, for me used to be classic car food oh really yeah I hope you told them that well I went oh I like that and I think they're a bit surprised. I went, well, I used to. I used to eat a lot of it. Then I realised it's quite bad for you. Um, anyway. And that's uh, why you look like Jimmy White, the former snooker player. <laughs> he looks he's like... My, he's my spirit animal. <laughs> Jimmy White's my spirit animal. That's totally a bumper sticker. Well, one for the... One for the... Mer- <laughs> one for the, the mythical merch collection. Um, all right. Well, anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, we hope that you, you've made it this far. Sorry about all the... The, the, the slightly off-putting stories. Uh, we'll try not to do them again next week, uh, where we will see you same time, same place. Until then, thanks very much. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Unsolicited ballot. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.